Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. the other side of midnight. I'm Frank Moreno. Uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, we will chat with Diane Sayre. She's running for U.S. Senate, and she has a very different view on uh, the Russia-Ukraine conflict than what the bipartisan foreign policy consensus on this subject in Washington, D.C. is. And uh, also a very different view on the Ukraine-Russia situation than the two people that she's running against. You may have heard of the incumbent that she's running against, a fellow by the name of Chuck Schumer, the Senate Majority Leader. We will get her take on why she's a better choice, in her view, for U.S. Senate than Chuck Schumer is. But first, there are a lot of people that need a pat on the back, and it is for those folks that I am here each and every week to offer... The Other Side of Midnight presents... Commendation. I must give a commendation to... Robin Roberts and George Stephanopoulos, because they have reached a milestone on Good Morning America. Good Morning America is the morning show that ABC News, ABC does. Uh, that's ABC Broadcast Television. No affiliation with WABC in New York. So, nearly 13 years after the two of them first started. They're passing an improbable milestone without much notice, but it is impressive, and that's why I'm here to give it to them. They are now, Robin Roberts and George Stephanopoulos, the longest-serving pair of hosts ever on any network broadcast morning show. Longer than any Today Show pairing. You remember all the... Hubbub of uh, Bryant Gumbel and Katie Couric, Matt Lauer and Katie Couric, Matt Lauer and Ann Curry, Savannah Guthrie, all those different incarnations. On CBS, all the people, there was Gail King and uh, uh, Charlie Rose. These folks, Robin Roberts and George Stephanopoulos, regardless of what you think about either or both of them, by doing this for 13 straight years... They are now the longest-running morning pair in the history of morning television. Longer than Barbara Walters and Hugh Downs. I mean, that's impressive. In an industry where you can measure the durability of someone's on-air career with an egg timer, they've been doing it for 13 years. Got to hand it to them. Got to hand it to them. 
So I, I do commend you, both Robin Roberts and George Stephanopoulos. I must also give a commendation to my friend Rich Valdez. Some of you may be familiar with Rich Valdez. He is a frequent substitute on the Mark Levin show. He also used to host uh, the show that I used to host on uh, Talk Radio 107.1 FM out on Long Island. He's filled in on some of the shows on WABC from time to time as well. And Jim Bohannon was a legendary late-night broadcaster. He took over for basically the old Larry King show. And it was announced last week that Jim Bohannon, Jimbo as they call him, who's had the kind of career in radio that most of us can only dream of. Jim Bohannon is is hanging them up. Friday was apparently his last show. And, you know, I'm sorry to see him go, but it sounds like it was time for him and for the audience and for the Westwood One that runs his show. And the person that's taken over for him is Rich Valdez. I have to tell you, Rich is not only a friend of mine for a long time, the guy is a smart guy. He is as smart as a whip. He does a terrific podcast. He's been great whenever I've heard him fill in for Levin. He's been great when he did that Long Island show. And uh, the guy knows and appreciates radio better than anybody. He's so eager. He's so enthusiastic. He's got great energy. Also, a great sense of humor. I think this is a great choice by Westwood One. Uh, And I think he's going to do really well. And I wish him the best of luck. And uh, even though I don't see him on a daily basis anymore, I still consider him part of the WABC um, extended family. And uh, I'm wishing him the best of luck with this new gig taking over for Jim Bohannon. I think he's going to do really well. I want to also commend... Chris Nitchik. Chris Nitchik has made history. And this is the most impressive story you're going to hear today. He is the first athlete with Down syndrome to finish the Ironman World Championship. Do you know what the Ironman World Championship makes you do? So um, you have to complete a triathlon that includes a 2.4-mile swim. Okay, I'm done at that point. And then after you do the 2.4-mile swim, you do a 112-mile bike ride. And then after both of those, After the 2.4-mile swim and the 112-mile bike ride, you then have to run a full marathon, 26.2 miles. Now, it's tough enough just to run the marathon, let alone to do it after after a 112-mile bike ride and a 2.4-mile swim. It's tough for anybody, let alone somebody that has Down syndrome. And this guy did it. In muggy mid-afternoon temperatures the, over 90 degrees. This fella, Chris Nitchik, is an inspiration because he was fueled solely by determination, sense of purpose, and the belief that anything is possible. 
And if he could do an Iron Man competition, quit complaining about what we can't do or what you can't do and just do it. I don't want to have to pay Nike a royalty there. But this Chris Nitschik is an extraordinary young man and um, really makes me feel guilty about not doing more in my own life. Not even just physically, but every aspect of life. Really impressive. Chris Nitschik, I do commend you. I must also commend these school bus drivers in Michigan whose quick thinking helped track down a missing toddler who was taken with a stolen vehicle. This is a scary situation. As the father of an 11-month-old myself, I have nightmares about this sort of thing. But frantic parents had their car stolen with their 2-year-old son inside. Ugh. I just got nauseous thinking about that. And these parents flagged down a local school bus driver. And the bus driver's quick thinking, along with the actions of a second bus driver, helped find the boy and reunite him with his parents. These two school bus drivers helped track down a missing toddler who was inside his mom's vehicle while it was carjacked. David Skinner was on his regular route in Grand Rapids, Michigan, when frantic parents flagged him down. They told him their car had been stolen along with their two-year-old boy in the back seat. So Skinner called 911 and immediately alerted all school bus drivers on his radio dispatch system to be on the lookout for the child. Within minutes, minutes, another bus driver realized she had just passed a child standing by himself in her driveway. She turned around and rushed back to help the boy onto the bus, putting him on the front seat, tenderly wrapping him in a blanket. So the second bus driver, she gets on her radio and says, I have the baby. The news spreads like wildfire, and the bus driver drives off to reunite the boy with his family, and he was returned to his parents. Um, The stolen vehicle was found so far, but they have not found the carjacker. So that's a situation that could have ended much differently. And but for the quick thinking of these school bus drivers, that could have been a real tragedy. I want to commend Albany, the city of Albany. This is, I'm going to blow your mind with this. Are you ready? You ready to have your mind blown? I hope you're sitting down or lying down because if you are not ready to have your mind blown, there's going to be little elements of brain all over whatever room you're in right now. Ready? Albany has been ranked the best place to live in New York State overall. Overall, Albany was not only ranked as the best place to live in New York, more so than New York City. It was ranked as the 21st best place to live in all the United States after analyzing 150 metro areas. That's according to the 2022-2023 U.S. News and World Report rankings. And they use data from the Census, the FBI, the U.S. Department of Labor, and U.S. News and World Report's own internal resources to determine the rankings. The data was sorted into five categories. 
to calculate the score and rank. Job market, value, quality of life, desirability, and net migration. And sure enough, Albany received an overall rating of 6.5 out of 10. I am so happy to see this because even though I much prefer living in New York, I love Albany. I love going to Albany. And uh, it's a tr- I have a good time whenever I go up there. And I hate the fact that Albany is so frequently denigrated, not just by people that work there, but by people that have never been there. You know, it's the old Ed Koch joke. Oh, I wouldn't I don't want to be governor because I, the worst thing about being governor would be I'd have to work in Albany or live in Albany. I mean, I don't blame Ed Koch for making a joke. He was making a joke, right? These anti-Albany snobs, which have come to define the Albany narrative, I have no patience for. I love Albany. There's a lot going on up there. and Even if, if you're into state politics, that's great. But there's beautiful architecture up there. There's some great schools up there. There's some decent restaurants up there. Jack's, Jack's is a great place. And even pizza, which Albany is not necessarily known for. Go to Savrana's on North Lake next to the Long Branch and get the pizza they have there. There's no nothing quite like it. I get it with some cold cheese sprinkled on top and then dip it in a little blue cheese. The pizza is great. It is the best pizza in the capital region. Albany is a wonderful city, and I'm glad to see it getting some recognition here. And uh, I'm so sick of these anti-Albany snobs. Albany's the land of William Kennedy. Wonderful history. Wonderful natural beauty. It's a great spot. Love it. Um, I want to give a commendation as well to my friend Billy Grant, William J. Grant Jr. We had dinner on Thursday at a somewhat pricey restaurant. And uh, wouldn't you know it, he bought dinner. Which was very nice. Hadn't seen Billy in about five years. He, he and I are old high school chums. And um, now he's doing very well in the world of commercial real estate. And you know what? If I am ever in need of some high-profile high commercial real estate, he will be my very fir- first phone call. But that was very, very nice of, uh, of him to do that. I also want to commend all the people that, one, participated on my team um, the Frankfurters in the National Psoriasis Foundation walk yesterday. My mom, Stephanie, her longtime companion, Jim, my son, Carmine, although he slept most of the way, my wife, Rachel, my sister, Claudia, my brother, Alexander, my brother, Nicholas, and my um, uh, sister-in-law, Kat. But, um, and it was great, great event at the uh, Bronx Zoo. We had a great turnout. I was happy to emcee that event yesterday. I'm sorry if I'm a little hoarse from yelling loudly, but great turnout. But I also really want to thank and commend everybody that um, that made a donation. And if you haven't made a donation yet and you still want to, you can go to uh, facebook.com slash moranofan. So a huge thank you to uh, Donna, everybody that donated. Donna from Huntington, Robert and Bridget Guzzi, Dave from New Smyrna, Florida, Brian Zagan, um, my mom, my you know, all, basically stepfather and all but name, Jim, uh, Ellen Metzger, Ed O'Connor from the 33 pool, John and Margot Katsimatidis. They were very, very generous. Uh, our largest contribution, I believe. 
my father and stepmother, Matthew Marry, the noted criminal defense attorney, Al Durrell, who's the original Al from Manhattan, Marianne and Tony Vistola, another Donna, Maureen Gioli and her husband Tommy, um, Neil from Staten Island, Mary Riley, Lisa Bonk, Rich Castaldo, the Simonettis, Gary and Eleanor Goldstein, Steve Isler, Dr. Judy Kuriansky, Alex Zablocki, Carol, and my cousin Diane Benigno. So thank you to everybody that donated. We raised a lot of money. I think uh, we had the second largest fundraising total out of anybody. And uh, appreciate it. Hopefully next year you'll walk with us because it was a beautiful day. And it was nice to be at the zoo and uh, see all the animals as well. I also want to commend all of the astronauts, the four astronauts that returned home um, after splashing down, after spending nearly six months in space aboard the orbiting laboratory. The four astronauts boarded a SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule and returned home from the International Space Station on Friday. It's tough to spend time in space. You know, I've interviewed a number of astronauts now, and the one thing that I am now 100% certain of is that it's tough to be in space. So I give a lot of credit to Bob Hines, Jessica Watkins, and Kajel Lindgren of NASA, as well as Italian astronaut Samantha Cristoforetti. So... Uh, Congratulations to everybody on six months in space. Welcome home. Uh, this is very sad. Um, and I, I don't even know if I could read you this, but I'm going to try. I have to give a commendation to Tyler Phillips. Unfortunately, this is a posthumous commendation. Now, it's always sad when someone dies. It is much sadder when that someone is a 13-year-old boy. This 13-year-old boy is a genuine hero from Long Island. There ought to be schools named for this child one day. This is a 13-year-old boy who is being remembered as a hero after he saved his sister from a hit-and-run driver out on Long Island. Tyler Phillips and Crystal Randolph were struck by an SUV around 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday while walking along Granny Road near Middle Island Road in Corum. The driver sped away and has not been caught. Randolph's injuries were minor, but Phillips' injuries were catastrophic, and his family made the decision to donate his organs. The teens were walking more than two miles from the Gordon Heights Children's Park to the shelter where they've been living for more than a year. There are no sidewalks along the stretches of Granny Road. So Pastor Cynthia McCants from the uh, new, uh, from, uh, from a Baptist church on Route 112 said that uh, Tyler Phillips attended her church. And uh, evidently he saved his sister by getting in the way of this speeding SUV and trying to shove his sister to safety. And um, the family has set up a GoFundMe page to cover funeral expenses. This, to me, is just so heartbreaking. A 13-year-old who, based on all the descriptions from his family, 
his pastor, and his friends seemed just like a delightful boy, even though he would have had every reason to complain, every reason to struggle. He was poor, lived in a shelter. And um, his last act on earth was saving his sister from this... I can't even use the word on the radio that I want to use to describe this hit-and-run driver. But um, this is the kind of person, this hit-and-run driver, if they catch this person, I I don't even like to talk like this, but they shouldn't just throw this person in jail. This is the kind of person that deserves almost a public stoning. And and again, I've always been against the death penalty, but if there's someone that deserves the death penalty, it's someone that kills a 13-year-old like this and then speeds away while that 13-year-old is dying on the ground. I just, I had such a tough time reading that story over the weekend. And I'm so impressed um, that this 13-year-old had the wherewithal to protect his sister. And I'm even more impressed that his family is choosing to donate this boy's organs and um, in death he can say do the same thing he did in life which is save other people's lives and uh, I just really the admiration that I have for this little boy and his family it is only outdone and exceeded by the contempt that I have for that hit and run driver and finally I want to commend exercise that's right Exercise. We have long heard that exercise is good for you physically. We've heard, we know, it it keeps you living longer, right? It keeps you in good shape. We've also heard about what it does for your mood. We've heard it helps you combat depression. And uh, we've heard about how great it is for your cardiovascular system. Well, now, if you had any doubts about exercising, and this more than anything I've seen is going to cause me to step on a treadmill once in a while. There's a new study which shows a strong link between exercise and memory. Memory. A recent paper connecting different types of workouts with assorted improvements in memory. This is great. So now not only is exercise something that could protect you against diabetes, heart disease. It's going to improve your mental health. It's going to improve specific mental functions like memory. So can a workout regimen help you remember the scores from last night's Yankee game? Can it help you where you remember where you went on your first date with your significant other or where you left your keys? Yes, it might. The latest study uh, from McGill University shows that exercise is a great thing for memory. All right. Uh, congratulations to everybody that has a that had a commendation. We're going to talk with Diane Sayre. She's running for U.S. Senate in New York. But whether you live in New York or not, uh, I think you're going to be very interested in what she has to say on the Russia-Ukraine front because it's very different from what you're hearing from the bulk of the mainstream foreign policy establishment in Washington. And I'm all about showcasing alternative views, especially when there's people, when they're on the ballot, that are being prohibited from participating in these debates. So we're going to talk with Diane Sayre straight ahead. 
The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano.